afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Monica. <laughs> nice to see you. And you too. Nice to see you looking so well, because last time we spoke... I was uh, coveted. Coveted. <laughs> right. It's a new verb, everyone. <laughs> To COVID. <laughs> yes. um, you were isolating. You were in quarantine. Yes, yes, I was in quarantine. I was isolated. I spent um, most of my Christmas holiday here at home. So, but it was okay. At least I was at home. I was not in a hotel room. Yeah. While we were here in quarantine or isolation, we were reading on the news that um, the Belgian government was deciding to reduce the quarantine for people with vaccinations and all of that. And starting from our first day of freedom, so our <laughs> quarantine was still the, the old-fashioned 12 days uh, oh, okay. quarantine or isolation. And then I think now it's down to five days, I think. So anyway, that, that's okay now. That is uh, over and past, although... Although, as you hear, all the people that have had COVID, mild COVID or asymptomatic COVID, they do still feel that it's, it takes a little bit longer to recover from, yep. um, from fatigue or tiredness. It takes a little longer. Yep. But everything is back. Smell and taste and everything is back. So. And you're back teaching. And I'm back teaching. I, yeah, I teach a lot of classes this week. I teach 13 classes and... Yeah, the next two weeks I'm going to teach uh, 13 classes plus a couple of privates. So it's a really busy schedule. Um, then, I, then I am really grateful that you can spare the time to talk to yeah. me um, and our listeners. <laughs> yes, it's always a pleasure, you know. This is our first podcast of 2022. Yes. Already. Um, and so in a fairly traditional way, we are going to kind of chat about new starts and resolutions and putting things into place. And what I hoped to be able to do was to give people ideas about how to start a personal practice, a small one at the beginning so that it can be sustainable. So it can be something that you can do every day. Yes, I think it's a great topic because it's one of those topics that made me feel very guilty for many, many years, many, many years. Yeah, I'm not feeling guilty anymore about that. I'm guilty. I don't know. <laughs> I might be guilty about something, but I'm not feeling guilty anymore. That's um, good. Yes. But what is for you a personal practice? A personal practice is following some kind of yogic practice every day on, yeah. on your own and preferably in the morning just after you get up. So if you remember, you're always talking about how uh, Vinkatesh and uh, Mysore was saying, you know, you get up, you go to the bathroom, you wash your face, yeah. you practice. Yeah. My experience has shown that, yeah, first thing in the morning before you eat, before you do other stuff, that's the best time to do it. For a number of reasons. Mm. So I think one of them is you can make time in the morning, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You can you can always get up a little bit earlier. Yeah. And it is a time when uh, you're less disturbed by... Anything. Yeah, the outside world. Yeah. And how does the body feel when you do your first uh, asana? Would you start with what? With the sitting asanas or straight into sun salutations? Or how do you start? Um, I start gently. Yeah, we're, we're getting onto the practical things already quite, <laughs> quite quickly. No, because th there is a reason why I ask this question. So At the moment, I'm using an app. I haven't always used an app. Okay. Um, I have made up my own, I was going to say routine. Sequence. Sequence. Yeah. yeah, I've made up my own sequences. Yep. Um, what I found there was oh. that um, I quickly fell into sort of habits and and mm -hmm. and change didn't happen very often. Okay. And I wasn't exploring everything that I could explore because either I didn't remember asanas or I didn't look up new asana or... So yeah, I've gone from, I've gone from using videos on the internet to my own practice mm -hmm. and then back to, um, back to an app. The app I use now is, I really like it. What's, when do you, can we say the name? Or? I, I guess so. I mean, I, there are, 
there are literally the, the dozens thousand. of apps out there. <laughs> yes, I think so. Um, yeah. At the moment, I'm using Down Dog. Um, right, yes. It's based in Australia. I heard you talking about this yeah, already. The, yeah. the, so the thing about that is you can, every aspect of it, you can vary. Okay. Like, did they give you variation or you, what do you mean by that? So you can set the time. Okay. You can set the duration. Right. You can set... Challenge, the difficulties, the, the level. The difficulty, yeah. the level. Uh, you can set who is going to speak. Right. You can set, do you want them to just say the asana name and not say anything else? Or do you want them to give uh, instructions about how to get into it? Do you want to hear the asana name in Sanskrit only or Sanskrit and English? Wow. And there is a video or it's just a, a voice? It's video and voice. So, okay. And it's different every time because once wow. you start calculating the possibilities from those variations, it's millions. Yeah. That's great. I I, th I remember you talking about this app a while back, and I think I downloaded it. That's a, that's that's as far as I went. Right. <laughs> I think I I downloaded it, but I I remember by my experience on personal practice early morning how much I am um, not a physical person in the morning. Yeah. I feel I feel very stiff. I'm really stiff from a night of sleep, uh, which in um, Yin yoga, I think they call it creeping. So it's when the bones and the muscles and the tendons, everything sort of uh, dilute. Uh, it takes a moment before you can actually get your body into motion and to warm it up. And so the first sun salutation is always a very painful one. Yeah. Now I usually start in Sukhasana with a few stretches and then yeah. after a couple of minutes of that then it's something more vigorous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a nice thing. I have been using an app not for yoga but for fitness at the beginning of the year. The lady, the person that char is in charge of the app, that created this app, she decided to create a 21 days uh, challenge, meaning mm. that she has put on their app little videos mm. and they are they started with like five minutes and now day 17 they're like um, maybe 10 15 minutes long and she guides you into first four exercises and then the same four exercises you do them twice and then the four the same different ones but always number four then you do them three times so you extend the time of your practice and her logic behind is that in 20 if you do it every day for 21 days in 21 days you're able to create a new habit yes. in your body and so uh, i thought that this was a brilliant idea that could actually be sort of used in anything if you need to change a habit you need to do something consistently at the same time of the day the same moment in the same place uh, for 21 days and increase gently the time so for all of those people that are wondering ah you know i don't have time i don't have uh, uh, the strength the capacity whatever whatever it you don't have to start with an hour and a half Uh, yoga practice you can start with few stretches cats and cow you can do a little bit of uh, downward dog you can be you know warrior one five breaths and in the end you've done four asanas it's been five to six minutes you go on with your day and then this five minutes a day then it becomes six then it becomes 10 then it becomes 15 and it may stay 15 minutes for even three months But the point is that not to be in a rush and to increase the hour or the timing, but to have that need of repeating day yep. in, day out to create that sort of uh, beneficial hook to something that actually is very, very beneficial for the body and the mind. So I think this can equally, equally be applied to, you know, making your first yoga practice. Yeah, exactly. Your personal practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yes. can do that. <laughs> you could do that monica i could do that yeah <laughs> yes that's that's true i choose to do a different practice than a traditional yoga practice especially now that i'm teaching 13 classes a, a week or maybe even 14th or 15 there's a lot of classes a lot of yoga and I, the wait. difference yeah. yeah no no you go on well the different make my crashing point when you finish yeah <laughs> i can see it coming <laughs> no the point is that um, 
two years ago, before COVID, BC. <laughs> yes. Um, before COVID, I used to teach also an, uh, a lot of classes, but I was not actually practicing them because there was not the need of showing anything really because describing the, the asanas for the audience in the class was uh, enough. And then in case of emergency, I could show one or two asanas or a sequence or whatever. But now that most of the classes are also on video mm -hmm. and I'm supposed to be on the mat, on the video to show most of the practice. Mm. And that means that if every day I'm teaching three classes, I'm also... You're doing three hours of asana. Yeah, I'm doing three hours of asana. Yeah. And, all, and, it, and it's draining. On top of it, I don't deny it and I don't hide it. I do my hour of uh, weightlifting or cycling. Yep. And that gets to um, a high amount of physical movements mm -hmm. that uh, I'm, I'm not in the mood to have, um, you know, <laughs> a dedicated yoga practice, which I know that... Huh. No, it's it's it, not yeah. that then now I have that sense, you know, that beginning of feeling guilty sensation, but I don't want to feel guilty yeah. because in and a way I, I'm not interested in making you feel guilty. Yet. Thank you. <laughs> but I want to point one thing out. Yeah. All the time you've been talking about yoga, 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 yoga. Actually, how how different would that be if you said asana, 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 asana? Because that's what it's about. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The physical it's, practice it's is about... physical yeah. asana practice. Yeah. And so the other stuff, actually... It's you, a different thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you don't have to feel guilty, but I am going to encourage you to do that. Okay? <laughs> so you talked about, yeah, just do four or five asana. It takes five minutes and maybe... That's how I started. So in 2018 when I was so miserable and really had no choice, that's why I started. I just read, I don't even know who I read on the internet, but basically somebody said, okay, just do seven asana. Here are the seven asana that I, that I would include for you to do if that's all you did all day. And that's how I started. All right. And after, after a few weeks, it's like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll try this and I'll try that. And then it was 15 minutes. And as you say, for a long time, yeah. it was just 15 minutes and the same set of asana. And then I ventured onto the internet and um, looked at videos. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to Tim Sanisi. I remember you. Yeah. Yes, I remember you telling me I'm about gonna him. I'm going to invite him oh, to come and talk to Yeah, well, doesn't mean he's going to talk yeah, to us. Still. Anyway, so I I agree with you that... A few asana would be good. But you know what would be a great way to start and to continue? I want to encourage people who don't have a personal practice to start a shavasana practice. Oh, yeah. How come? Why? Why do you suggest that? Um, so the book I'm reading at the moment, one of the arguments made in this book is that um, people don't relax enough. Yeah. And relaxation of the body helps the body to recover. That's yeah. one of the things we do when we sleep. Yeah. And relaxation of the mind helps you to to accomplish um yoga chitti vritta nirodha. Wow. Um this is a second sutra, is, isn't it? Yeah. Um which is to calm the fluctuations the fluctuations of the mind. And everyone can do shavasana and everyone loves shavasana. You remember when we Years, I was going to say years ago, months ago, your your shirt. I'm just here for shavasana. Yes, <laughs> everybody can do it. Everybody can love. Uh, everybody loves it, and it is good. So why not? Why not do a five minute shavasana every morning after you get up? It helps you learn to relax. And if you if you properly do a you know a, a gradual relaxation, so. Mm -hmm. Start with the toes and move up and go, okay, I'm now relaxing my toes. It puts you in a closer state of mind that is near to being meditative. Yeah. It can, it kind of encompasses, if that's the one thing you could do, it's the kind of thing that kind of encompasses the benefits that you get from asana, pranayama, dharana, or dhyana, whichever concentration exercises you use yeah. to become meditative. And it is simple to do and it's attractive. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's five minutes. So why not start? That would be my, my big tip of the day of the year is to start off your personal practice. You don't even need to do four asana. You can just start a Shavasana practice. Yeah. Yes. It's a little bit unconventional probably, but I think it's a, it's a good idea. It's really, yeah, it's a good idea. And then you could stretch your legs, stretch your arms and do some uh, sort of anyway, asana movement, even keep it on a yin level, very gentle, but long stretches, uh, long held stretches, supported long held stretches. Mm -hmm. You've added to it already, but that's okay. You were... <laughs> You know what? The other day I did a yin yoga wall. Oh. Yeah. The whole yin class was with the support of the wall. And it was wow. Very wow. Yeah. So I could I could see myself doing that in the morning as well. Although the downside is that I normally do a more physical activity after breakfast. Uh, so the, the yin starts to, to lengthen too much the muscles. And then when you need to use them uh, more young, more dynamically it it's not ideal yeah so so why not you know you start with the shavasana practice in the morning yeah and then the next thing i'm going to encourage you to do and you don't even have to move off the floor <laughs> is then begin what we will call a proto pranayama practice right a lying down a yeah, lying, yeah, a yeah. lying down learning the three parts of the breath exactly yeah And so the first one you, as you're lying down, you're going to learn and become, let's say, aware of mm -hmm. so that you can use it more is the moving up and down of the abdomen when you breathe, yeah. when you do your yogic breathing. So do you want to give us a little explanation of yogic breathing? But I would say the yogic breathing is really having this uh, awareness that the breath happens in three parts. Yep. So it happens into your lower belly. Uh, I think we are used to breathe, inhale, and to suck the belly in and to enlarge the rib cage. This is what we are. I mean, at least I was taught to do before yoga. Like, right. Right. you know, like you expand yeah. your rib cage and your belly goes back in. in. Yeah. Uh, but in there, in there, you think that you're actually inhaling a lot, but you're actually reducing the capacity of your breath. Yeah. So and, really, and making a lot of noise, making a lot of noise, and it's a lot of effort. <laughs> but if you inhale slowly and actually allow the belly to the diaphragm to move down and the belly to move out, then you really feel to the very little tiny. Uh, follicles of the lungs all the air and so the diaphragm can move gently down and this is what pushes the belly to go out is the movement of the diaphragm really nothing happens into your belly the air doesn't go into your abdomen of course everything happens <laughs> Just... not, not that way anyway yes <laughs> so lying on the floor put one hand yeah one hand to your belly the and... left or the right whichever And make your belly rise. Move, rise up, as yes. As you breathe in. Yeah. And then as you breathe out, then the belly goes down, yeah. descends. Don't push it with your hand. No, 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 of your course. it's just there to... To notice. And to become more aware yeah. of how it moves. And the second part is around the rib cage. Mm -hmm. So around the... So move your hands. So you place your hands... Yeah. On um, the floating ribs. Yeah, that's right at the bottom. And then as you keep on breathing in and out, then you notice how the rib cage expands nicely. But of course, as you do this, do not forget to... I'm doing it now. Allow, I can hear that. <laughs> allow the belly also to move at the same time. So it's two parts. So your awareness shifts now up towards the rib cage, but you're still inflating your belly is still the belly is moving yep and then the third part is on the collarbones clavicle clavicle yeah those the movement of the clavicle is a lot smaller more subtle uh, but they still move yeah so a, a, a long yogic breath is when these three parts of the body they actually move they expand and they come back in You know, they just move in in a, in a very natural rhythm. Yeah. And if you do this, then you realize that your uh, breath has to slow. 
you have to slow down your breathing mm -hmm. rhythm. And then once you've learned to do that, you, the next step is then counting as you yeah. breathe in and make, and, and start to learn how to do, uh, equal breath in, equal breath out. When you get onto later stages, you then have to learn to, um, double the length of your out breath. Yes. So, but that's not for now. That's not for a January new start, new habit, <laughs> 21 days. Um, that's not part of our 21 days of lying on the floor, <laughs> beginning yoga practice. I'm, I, we're selling this well. It's good. I'm, I'm, I, it's going to be a good program by, by the time we finished it, like <laughs> your, your simple yoga program. So, so far we've done Shavasana mm -hmm. where we think about, okay, we think about the toes, we think about the ankles, we think about, and we go on. A body scan it's called. Yes. Yeah. Body scan with deliberate relaxation. Mm -hmm. And while you're busy doing this, your mind will calm down because yeah. it's focused just on trying yeah. to feel okay. What does my big toe feel like right now? What and if you lose track of where you are in that, your... That's okay. You can pick your favorite place. And start again. Or start again at the big toes or just let it go. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you're going to go on to um, yogic breathing and proto pranayama practice, learning how to do yogic breathing and beginning to become more aware of your breath yeah. and how you breathe normally and learning to um, expand that and to control it and to put it under your control, which is part of... Yeah, having yeah. a good yogic practice. But I remember when I was taught pranayama for the first time, we were doing this. We started lying down and do the yogic breathing and then the counting of the breath. Yeah. Yeah. And then we were suggested to try to expand the exhalation, even of just one count, one number yeah. or two. Yeah. And just, uh, just that. Wait till after you've done your 21 days, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um the, the last thing that I want to introduce to somebody, and so we're now on maybe seven minutes, I don't know, eight minutes of lying on the floor, so you're still fine. And that is to begin to think about a mental practice that will then help you to become meditative. And again, I, if you're lying on the floor, why not? Mm -hmm. Um that is a little bit unconventional when it comes when it comes to practice that should lead you to um, being meditative. Um, but given that you have gone through this whole process and now you're really calm and your mind is clean, cleaner, mm -hmm. um, and uh, less busy, you know, don't disrupt yourself by then getting up and doing whatever. As as you taught as as you taught me meditation i'm doing the air quotes mm -hmm. um because as we've discussed before these are exercises that will hopefully when you do them well will lead you into a meditative state mm -hmm. if you're lying on the floor you can focus on the tip of your nose you can feel your breath going in you can feel your breath going out um and if you uh would like to do that you can add the mantra so hum mm-hmm it's easy to remember. Um, and so sounds like you breathing in through your nose. There, Monica just did the hum. So. Yeah. And, f you know, concentrate as much as you can on trying to feel that breath going in and out and on, and on hearing so and hum, which means I am that. that or I am consciousness. If you're a little bit worried that you're going to be turned, you know, turned into a Hindu, you're not <laughs> saying anything more radical than recognizing that you're something. Your own entity. Your, yeah. Yeah. That you're something other than your body and your mind. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and there we have it. We have described the most wonderful beginning yoga practice, personal practice that you can do every morning. Yeah. I think it's now 10 minutes lying on the floor. There is like, why and, you, and, you and you're doing also pranayama. 
the same yeah. time. You know? doing, so, so yeah, you're doing pranayama, you're doing um, meditation exercises, um, and Shavasana is an asana. Yes. So, so you've captured it all. And I hope that we've made it sound attractive and easy. Doable and easy. Yes. And then you will find, even from that, you will find benefits and they will help you to go, okay, I want to find more. Um, I think it's testimony time, Monica. Meaning? So I think I've talked about um, fast and testimony meeting in the Mormon church before, right? So Mormons every month, they do a 24 hour fast where they don't eat and they don't drink. Okay. That starts on Saturday evening. Mm-hmm. And then on Sunday, instead of the regular sacrament meeting, there is a testimony meeting. And that's when anyone in the congregation can stand up and go to the front of the church and share their testimony, share their belief. Mm. Um, experience wise. Or? Their, yeah. Share their experience, share their belief, tell you how much they know and believe and how much faith they have. And, okay. and, and so now is that moment. Now is that moment. The, the journey for me since starting my own personal practice in 2018 and then going to your retreat um, and then starting to go to Y yoga and then adding pranayama and well, first I added um, meditative practice to my personal practice after the retreat. And then I added pranayama after doing my teacher training. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the, the, the purpose of testimony is to, you know, is to inspire other people to share an experience that you hope other people will have also had and mm-hmm. you can you know sit, provide a way out of it i look back on myself and the way i used to behave and the way i used to feel and when i do that it's really really remarkable so on a physical level on a physical level i don't have backache anymore wow i don't have middle-aged man backache syndrome anymore <laughs> And then the other thing that I use, that I have suffered from from my whole life, anxiety. Okay. And, 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 and my anxiety was so bad that there was never a time that my stomach wasn't turning in nuts all the time. And which would often manifest itself in, in digestive problems. Mm. And, you know, the anxiety has gone. Mm certainly that physical sensation of always tightness in the stomach Mm. has gone and other people have told me i am a calmer and kinder person um since the yoga yeah like you know and i talked to you know the ex-colleagues from my former job that i'm still in touch with they're the people who say you're you know you're just not the same person anymore Mm. This is not to say, I'm great, look what I've done. What is, this is to say that this is what a personal practice has done for me. Um, I also be, used to be the kind of person who would be very quick to anger mm. and also the kind of person who would swear loudly mm. at silly little things like dropping something mm. or hitting my toe or whatever. That is painful. <laughs> Yes, it is. Um, And you think, well, why does that matter? Well, yeah, it does matter because, you know, every time you do that and you you swear, you release a little bit more adrenaline, which takes a long time to come out of your blood and circulation, and you a little bit more tense. Mm. So, yeah, I, I want to, I want to encourage all of you. And now we've given you this uh, easy, 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 Way to start. Yeah, personal practice. Even with that, you'll find changes for the better. Yeah, but I think there are people that will always find an excuse why it's not possible, why it's not. So um, I I would, would, how would you tackle that? Um, How do you, you cannot convince somebody to do something that they don't want to do. So of course there must be some sort of desire somewhere in the heart and then it's about uh, trying to find a way to 
create the good settings for this desire to become reality. Or you and I have talked around you know this kind of subject for a while, and this is this is this is one of the, one of the things I think about a lot. And you know, what gives you that desire? Because I've learned in yoga what kind of things give you the bad stuff. You know, mm -hmm. I've learned about karma from uh, previous actions in this life, mm -hmm. and and indeed in others. You have to search m more deeply in order to work out. Okay, what is it that? Uh, what is the quality that that becomes willpower that allows you to say, "I'm going to do this," and how is that different from the negative aspects of the way the mind works to get you to do something or not do mm -hmm. something? And I, you know, find that fascinating because you know it's it it it's like belief. How do you believe? What you know? What what does that mean? Because my experience of people saying I believe in this, it's it's actually them just repeating a dogma and hoping yeah. and hoping that it's true. And actually, when when the shit hit the fan, they didn't believe. They'd just been repeating dogma and and it worked out. You know, so I don't know, believe. I don't know what that means. So, and I think that that sort of belief and that motivation to do whatever how does that work and pe so you say people who always find an excuse i would try to frame that in a different way and i i, I think you know just try it mm -hmm. all i'm saying is lie on the floor for five minutes and think about things mm -hmm. in a certain way of course lying down is not in bed no it's <laughs> on the floor on your yoga mat on your yoga mat or on yes. a blanket um, it reminds me again of um, uh, of the concept we learned with Shantala, Shraddha. Right? Mm -hmm. So Shraddha is that process whereby you dismiss something out of hand at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So you don't believe it. And then, so something, it something and, yeah. happens. So the something that's happening isn't from you. This is where the universe, Ishwara, God, mm -hmm, whatever... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm moves things in moves things ideas in your mind in your life to be able mm -hmm. to show you or give you a circumstance where you go okay i'm gonna give this the benefit of the doubt mm -hmm. maybe it's true maybe it's not true and then finally you go okay i'll try it what have i got to lose and then you try it and you you know you have your personal thing so yeah. that's 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 what i would say you know i i Having been a Mormon missionary, I'm not going to go out there and go and try to make arguments. I'm just going to say, that's okay if you don't want to try it. Yeah, it's up to you. It's your gain or your loss. But this, you know, but this is, you know, this is what it's done for me. Mm -hmm. If that excites you, motivates you, interests you, even to want to prove the opposite, that's fine. Just try. Just try. I agree. <laughs> so I'll, uh, I'll, um, I'll start with Shavasana tomorrow morning. <laughs> Great. And then I move on to the other side of the room where I do my weightlifting. Yeah. So on, yeah. the, I, on the right side, I do yoga, yin yoga. On the left, I do weightlifting and I'm going to yeah. pop from one side to the other of the room. The one thing that kept coming back to my mind when mm -hmm. I was um, preparing for this episode was, so very soon after you and I met. Well, yeah. we didn't really meet. I remember going to your class and being like, oh yeah, this is great. I'm going to come to her class all the time. And like halfway through the class, you then announced, oh, I'm moving to China. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, bugger. <laughs> Just find the teacher that I can, you know, be inspired by who's there in person rather than online. And then she moves to Shanghai. Yeah. <laughs> When you were in Shanghai and you were finding some things difficult, um, and I asked you, you know, what is it that you do? You didn't say that you did asana practice. Do you remember what you said? Mm -mm. You said, I meditate. Yes. And it's sort of, I, the impression that I got was that you had never done so many uh, meditative exercises and focused so much on that in any other part of your life. Yeah. Um, yes, it was the challenge that pushed me to 
the meditation more than uh, curiosity or uh, it was it was the 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 challenge because i think most of my struggle was more mental than uh, than physical because i had my physical practice and but my mind was uh, a storm of thoughts and most of them were very depressing and self-harming as well um and i remember living on the 27th floor and a few times crossed my mind the idea of just uh, taking a <laughs> but luckily the windows didn't open right <laughs> no they were we had balcony <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. We had balcony on the twenty seventh floor, which I think is insane. Um, so yeah, the meditation was the um, the one thing that really kept me balanced, and it wasn't uh, hours and hours and hours because um, it was not. It was a basic, really basic meditation. Um, I remember we were, I was waking up and the sun rise, was rising really early and uh, was coming through the window of my bedroom and the living room. So I really liked that yellow warm light mm. and I would sit just, I would wake up and I would not even stand up. I would just slide down onto the floor <laughs> <laughs> and just sit. Very silky sheets, obviously. <laughs> yes, of course. And I was sitting in front of the window, opening the window, sitting in front of the window, and it was this uh, yellow, yellow light coming through. That was quite nice. I, w I was not even walking out of my bedroom or going to the toilet. It was really you know, like slide into sitting position. Yeah, I remember that. Thank you, you for reminding me that. You've just given your first testimony, Monica. How did, yes. how did it feel? Uh, well, in the end, I didn't jump off the 27th floor, so it must have felt um, it, it did the job of saving my life, of keeping me alive. But so it... it um, I also remember at the same time I was uh, spending a lot of time reading um, the Bhagavad Gita, um, which was also supporting the the practice of meditation. And I was trying to find ways to to do my meditation, like Venkatesh taught me, um, mm -hmm. you know. So, but yeah, sometimes I was sitting cross legged, sometimes in half lotus, sometimes I was putting my back against the bed. Uh -huh. uh, so I was not there to be the perfect uh, example of uh, um, a meditation, but I was doing my best. I was doing really with what I had. I was trying to stay focused on the breath. Yeah, and it's that one. And it's really true that it's it's in the morning is when you have the least amount of thoughts, of emotions, of um, of sensation, of chaos in your mind. That's why doing yeah. the practice early morning well, early morning it doesn't have to be five in the morning early morning for you could be also even eight o'clock i mean it's just as you wake up and you try not to insert too many other things into your mind you don't want to handle many things besides your basic need of going to the toilet you know if that is a need so yeah yes it it uh, it was helpful <laughs> Very. so these things can also save your life in advance Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can wait like I did until I was so desperate. Mm. Um, or you can do these little things now. Mm. And, you know, my, I was going to say, my promise to you, <laughs> my experience was that, you know, it does, it does change things slowly, gradually. Mm, yeah. It does change things. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, thank you for reminding me. I tend to forget these kind of things. Anyway, that's that's testimony. That's what good testimony is about. It. Uh, did you feel something while you were telling that story? Yes. <laughs> good. Okay. Um. Yes, I did. Yes. I'm glad you brought up reading. Because that is the one thing that you and I really have a testimony about um, given this year, right? This, mm. is, this is the year when you and I reinvested in reading and we even read the same book at the same time, yes. which was great. If yes. you have a friend that you can do that with. It's, it's really pushing you and it's awesome. I remember texting you in the morning. Mm. 
And <laughs> what page are you on? <laughs> but it's also you can also like discuss the you yeah, know. yeah yeah and discuss the parts of the book yeah, yeah yeah yeah. But now you started to read this very technical book, which is it is really nice and interesting, and uh, and you're actually trying to put it into place the exercises that you're reading. No, you're trying yep. to yep. do all of them, and this is such an antique and old text that. Um, I would not uh, recommend this as a first. Yeah, as a first. Uh, so, so what yeah. would what would you recommend people who are thinking, okay, I'm going to follow Matt and Monica's advice, Monica and Matt's advice? I was asked this question by a student in one of the studio where I teach, and I send him like five or f- five or six yeah. books and title and pictures, and um, because of course there are books that are a lot easier to read than. Uh, than others of course uh, yeah i mean uh, reading about history of yoga is always interesting i think it puts you a little bit into um, frame a perspective or like uh, uh, it, it helps to understand what it comes from how it develops uh, who is who yeah there the the classic text that i would recommend um would be heart of yoga by desi Kachar, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. we've talked about before. Yes, yes, yes. It is easy to read. It's easy to digest as you read, and it covers everything. And it covers it on the basis of if you know nothing at all. But it's also still interesting if you think you do know things, which is of course you know that's used to be me. I have this book that I really, really loved. It's um, it's a wonderful one. It's Health, Healing, and Beyond. Krishnamacharya, Yoga and the Living Tradition of Krishnamacharya, wrote by his his son. And it's a beautiful, beautiful book because it really describes the style of Krishnamacharya, his teaching style, his his practice. And he is one of the the founder of... uh, promoter of yoga founder like in in Mysore and he actually taught to a lot of people and then he he sort of taught to Patabi Joyce, um, Iyengar and all of these names that we uh, are more common and known and this is a beautiful same same author that's also Desika Char yeah Desika Char yes as well and then we do I let's talk about the Gita and the sutras yes and we have talked about accessible versions before, and I think yeah. it is—it's not difficult to um, to find accessible versions. So we can take our um, our friend Ashoka's recommendation to um, get the Gita and indeed the Sutras um, as translated by Christopher Isherwood. I think actually both of them are still in constant print. There's somebody in California who is printing both of those. Isherwood's version of the sutras is titled How to Know God. And that's where I would start. But start wherever you want to. And Monica's tip is also start in your native language. Which seems like a simple... Yes, yes, definitely. I I have many copies of the Bhagavad Gita, but the one that really I understood was the one written in Italian. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think because there are concepts, philosophical concepts that are pretty uh, subtle to to grasp, and I think I I read it in my own language and I understood it better. Good. Uh, yeah, and there are so many different ways of translating of talking about this concept that each each translator has its own way depending on how they understand it and how they can explain it. So I found my Italian version most helpful yeah for sure yeah so far what we're sharing with you if you want to well have a personal practice yes so we're encouraging you to have a personal practice and we're saying start off really easy start off on the shavasana on the floor breathing yeah and and then beginning to learn the exercises that will help you become meditative read a book read Read a a book book about yoga yeah the final thing that you and I talked about in preparation for this, which might not be for everybody, but is a simple thing to do, um, and that is, given that it's January, pick one of the yamas and pick one of the niyamas mm. to focus on mm. and to put it primarily in your life in terms of, okay, I'm going to 
I'm going to think about this and act this out, this principle out the whole time. So, oh wow, that's an interesting one. Yeah. So for um, so what's yours? Well, from the Niyamas, Swadhyaya would be would be my one. So that's um, self study and study of the scriptures. And for me, they kind of go hand in hand because when I read um, scripture, I'm interpreting it. I'm thinking about it in the context of my own life and the way I behave and so on. So mm. I kind of sort of, you know, when, when you're reading the sutras or the Gita or the Bible or the Quran or, mm. you know, other scriptures, it is also kind of self-study if you also think about, okay, how, how does this principle relate to my life? Mm. How does this story relate to my life? You're hitting two birds with one stone there. Yeah. Um, so that's what I would do with the um, with the niyamas, and for the yamas, I would have to say telling the truth. So, like by default, or when you're asked a question. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the this is the thing, right? And and um, in yogic circles, everybody knows that being kind. Um, the first of the yamas, or nonviolence, which also can be being kind, can mm. be in opposition to telling the truth. Yeah. And the way that this is working out for me is actually learning to remember to process in my mind, mm. okay, if I tell this truth... Mm. Who will I hurt? <laughs> will somebody will, will somebody be hurt? Yeah. You know, is it something that needs to be said? Yeah. And so for most of the time, my interpretation of telling the truth is actually learning to shut up. Hmm. So I am working on hmm. going, hmm. okay. Because I was the kind of person who, and again, you know, it's about my personality, it's about the way I grew up and so on. But, you know, if I thought that something was true, I couldn't hold that inside and would declare it all the time and okay. not, and not worry, you know, and well, you know, if you come from an evangelical background, that's what's going to happen to you. Right? Yeah. You're, <laughs> um, you know, you become quite activist in that way and you've got to spew this stuff out the whole time, no matter who you're hurting and no matter how that message might be received, because it's not about, you know, the other person is about you. It's about ego and your ego and how you think you're pleasing God in order to get to heaven. So, um, so for me, it's it sort of the telling the truth and being kind combination. I have been thinking about how do I work out and decide when to shut up. And also living with the consequences of maybe not saying something and having it to keep it for yourself. Because that also has... Sort of a ripple effect, no? Um, so you I, have to remember not to say whatever you're keeping for yourself in the in the next, you know, in the future. You know, I think isn't that principle often more um, attached to people who lie, right? You've got to remember the lies that you've told previously. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where, whereas it's not that it's not that the truth, this truth will hurt everybody all the time right it's that in this particular circumstance with this person under yeah. these circumstances yeah. it won't help so i won't say anything right <clears throat> but i might say it later in a different context in a different context when it might I, sound different and have a different effect and when yeah. and uh, in a kinder context and and you know where that's that's what it's about it's not saying i'm i'm not ever gonna you know, that I'm going to keep a secret about whatever truth this is. Mm, 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 mm. Um, it, it It's about matching that to, to the context. Yeah. Um, and as you know, I, you know, I'm a natural oversharer. <laughs> I don't mind. Uh, we share the same destiny. It's very painful this thing. The, the desire of wanting to share informations and things. And then people tell me, Monica, you talk too much. That's be that's better than, you know, too much information. I don't want to know about, you know, the this, details. this aspect of your <laughs> private life. And um, so learning to shut up is not one of the yellows. <laughs> no, but maybe we're but making it. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's how I'm interpreting telling the truth. Yeah, yes, yes. I'm being kind. 
I, I yeah. Being and kind. what about you? What would you? Well, I notice how I am quite uh, fiery recently. Uh, I, I, <coughs> Sorry, I, I, Re- recently. <laughs> yes, recently I noticed. <laughs> Uh, okay, that's, so that's re- recently you noticed yes. is different from you being fiery recently on a regular basis. Yes, so. recently I noticed also because I think I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I put myself in um, sometimes in um, not dangerous because they're not yet dangerous, but um, m- me being too vocal towards people that don't know me just because I have the desire of verbalizing what I feel like doesn't necessarily give me the right to say that or to, and, and if you, the day I meet somebody that is a little bit more than fiery than me and is going to pick up on the real fight with me, I'm going to be in trouble. So I, I sort of need to control that desire of sending people to hell, especially when I drive, I have drive rage issues. Road rage. Road rage. Yes. Yeah, then it then it's alliterative. Okay, so it's a road rage, yeah. and um, and most of the time is against men that drives bigger car than mine. <laughs> this must be a recent thing. Um, yes, well, it is a recent thing indeed. Because earlier I was driving a car that everybody was respecting. Now I'm driving a car that nobody cares. <laughs> no, they don't. Nobody care, but they don't. They don't take a little Fiat seriously. Yeah, they don't take a little Fiat 500 seriously. Whereas the Porsche. Whereas the Porsche had a different impact on people's, you know. It, it can be dangerous. I mean, when you have somebody that passes you on the highway from the right on the shoulder, you just don't understand what's going on. Why, why couldn't he just wait a minute and pass me from the left side? It was just so ridiculous behavior considering that also Wait. he took the next exit All so right. he I, didn't really need to pass my, me and overtake my, me with such a rage and monica yeah you're you're talking about somebody else's actions what did you do i shout you okay i blinked my lights i pressed the horn i made gesture with my hands <laughs> And then and how, I and, and and what good did it do? Well, in that case, nothing. But then the day after happened with another driver on a small ring, and we were next to each other. He would not make space for me to shift lane, and I had people coming in from the right side, so I didn't know where to put myself basically. And I sort of made a s- signs with my hands, say, "Hey." you're not alone in this world. There are other people around you. Just look around, idiot. And, uh, you know, make space. You're not alone. The fact that you are driving a SUV doesn't give you the right to own the road, you know. You see how I feel now? You see how I'm talking? That That's all right. I, you, can, you can feel it, right? Yeah. And I, and I don't like that. I would like to be more like, oh, okay, whatever. You don't want to let me go. <sighs> Who cares? Let, let me again share my testimony, my <laughs> experience. <laughs> Please. I also used to have the worst cases of road rage. And um, I've learned to let it go. And I've only learned to let it go because I am a calmer person. Because every morning for an hour I have <laughs> this practice which puts, you know, it sets my day up to yeah. be one where I can go, okay, that's okay. Everything is okay. Yeah. Everything is okay. And if I'm late, but I get there in one piece, that's okay. Yeah. And if somebody cuts me up, that's okay. So I, so I promise you, if you keep up that Shavasana practice, um, and the, and, and if you, you know, begin to do your meditative exercise, uh, exercises again. So I hear you that, you don't need to do asana because you're doing asana a lot, a lot. And yes. Um, but the other stuff, I promise you, if you do that every day, it will change the way you think and the way you feel. I promise. I publicly commit to this <laughs> 21 days of, uh, breathing and meditating i will pick up on my meditation like i did in shanghai 
Yes. That's great because, and, and, and let me, you know, let me just say, I'm just returning. I'm just returning the favor, Monica, because it was you that introduced me to meditative practices. Yes. In uh, uh, Sicily. Yeah. So I'm just returning um, the favor. Thank you. I appreciate really. So what goes around comes around. It's, I think it's a wonderful thing to support each other also in this, in this uh, community of uh, yeah. not judging each other, but rather supporting each other's um, practice. Yeah. And encouraging. Yeah. Um, so road rage. So which of the Yamas or Niyamas was that? Sorry. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is it being kinder? Is it, is it ahimsa? Oh, I don't know. If it's, yeah, it's ahimsa. It's non-violence. Non-violence. Yeah. Non-violence. Okay. Yeah. Verbal violence in this case, of course. Yeah. And also towards myself because I, I don't feel good because there is a moment in which I really am afraid. I mean, if the guy follows me and, and uh, decides to you know, continue yeah. the conversation, whatever, you know, I'm, uh, yeah. I lift weight, but I don't do boxing. No, not yet. Um, and you're Niyama. I'm going to go with contentment, I think. Okay. I think that's, that's a good one. Yes. And I think I've been working on it for, um, a long time without being conscious, yeah. um, about it. Uh, yeah, definitely contentment. Um, been um, appreciative of what I have today, the things I'm able to do, accepting that some days are are well. It all obviously with the with the with the COVID and not being able to travel, not being able to fulfill of my desires, and spending time with my parents and and all of that. I had to anyway choose between being depressed and grumpy, or just simply you know leave my confinement as in a peaceful way and uh, being yep. joyful and happy around and the house with my husband. And we were celebrating together my birthday, new year and everything. So, and not only that, a, a lot of things that have changed since um, the last uh, 15 months. Yeah. Um, definitely contentment is definitely one thing that I'm, I'm very appreciative uh, right now. I'm quite happy that I, I teach so many classes and despite it, it takes a toll on my, my body, I'm still very happy to do it. So um, even if it's tiring and uh, it gives me the chance to actually put into practice uh, something that I'm going to teach in uh, February in, um, in Sicily on a workshop uh, about uh, creating a yoga sequence not to, to avoid burnout. Uh-huh as a teacher mm -hmm. and so when you teach 13 classes every week it makes a lot of classes a month and so if you want to teach them always a different class you're gonna go crazy uh, by week one basically you know because you cannot create 13 different sequences and all of that you need an app to do that yes <laughs> so so um, yeah so i'm putting into practice uh, this uh this concept that I want to teach and I'm sort of thinking of how to change it a little bit. How, how is it, how do I feel it? How do I live through it? So I'm, I'm quite content. In fact, of this challenge, mm -hmm. I'm quite um, happy about it. You yeah. picked up an important point there. So contentment isn't, isn't just about being happy with the material things you have, but it's also being happy about the way your life is going, the challenges that you've been given. Yeah. It's about not thinking, oh, I wish my life was more exciting or I wish my life was less busy or. Oh yeah, no, no. Yes. So it's, I, it's it, that's an important point. And I, I often would think about contentment in a sort of physical way. So me going, okay, I don't actually need, I don't actually need a camping van. <laughs> um, as much as I would love one um, uh, and I'm content with what I have yeah I was actually telling my husband knocking on wood that uh, so far this, these are weeks where I am living without any injuries yeah. physical injuries or, and that makes me really 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 content really appreciative really, really I'm, I'm, I'm telling myself maybe I have reached that sort of balance between resting and movement that helps me 
you know, not to get injured as often as I, as I used to. So this is also a great, uh, great way yeah, to Good look at you. it. <laughs> yes. Knocking on birds. It's time for us to go. Yes. I've enjoyed this and I, um, I'm motivated to, as our listeners, I hope are to, I mean, I have my personal practice. I'm still developing it, but I'm the yama and the niyama and the reading. Yeah. Um, I'm going to continue with and just try it. I'm going to start my 21 days of uh, <laughs> check on me <laughs> next time we speak. I will. Don't worry. All right. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Thank you so much.